0: Ken Miller, Trent Condon, they are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. We welcome you from the uh, Wild Rose Casino Jefferson Studios. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO, and we'll be here for the next couple of hours. Glad you're with us. A busy program coming up today. We're going to do some Masters. Our buddy Matt Rudy is on the ground in Augusta. We'll be brought an umbrella and a raincoat, slicker, perhaps. Uh, not the best weather, at least uh, the beginning of the week. We will get an update from Matt Rudy, get his prediction. My prediction, Trent Connon, first of all, good morning, good as always. Good morning, Ken. Uh, my prediction is Matt Rudy's going to choose John Rom as his Masters winner this year.
1: He's a Rom fan.
0: He is a Rom. One of these times, he's going to be
1: right. Yes, that's kind of like uh, me and Tommy Fleetwood. We We have a relationship together, and one of these <laughs> times, I'm going to be right. I did give a Masters winner a year ago. You did. With Patrick Reed. You did. Nearly had a long shot in the U.S. Open was Zander Schauffele. I was trying to think of that yesterday, and as I was going through my odds last night, I'm like, ah, that's what it was. I was, I was so close. Uh, got some picks here coming up, and we'll do that late in the show. About 1150, I think you're yep. going to get around to that. Well, good stuff. Uh,
0: but Masters, uh, one of those events that uh, is appointment television, at least it is for me. Part and three this be. afternoon? Yeah, I do- don't care. That doesn't do it nope, for you. don't care. I won't watch a minute of it, I don't think.
1: Not, not seeing Nicholas out there with a the grandson yeah, or something? that was cool. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, maybe. Get maybe. to see the old-timers a little bit. What's, what do we got for day baseball? Mm. It's not a big
0: slate I won't watch the White Sox Here's the day slate Indians, Tigers, Rage, White Sox Atlanta, Colorado, not bad Um, In San Diego, San Francisco, no thanks So maybe, maybe, maybe Depends on what I got cooking uh, this afternoon Uh, So Matt Rooney will join us So will David Kaplan in the first hour He's brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa We'll get the latest on the Cubs It's Wednesday after all And Cappy will join us At about 10.45, taped earlier, full disclosure, Cappy's on the air. We tell you this every week. You're probably sick of it. You know by now, uh, but want to put that out every week that Cappy will not be live. He's live on ESPN 1000 in Chicago at 10.45, so we get him prior to his show. And that was the case here again.
1: Uh, In the 11 o'clock hour, Hawks and Clones. Going to double dip Mark Morehouse. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? You're going to go a direction that sometimes I, I, I'm left scratching my head during yes. football season. You um, you like to yell at me when I want to talk college basketball during football season. Well, not
0: yell at you. Well, that's you know, a little easier because you want to talk about Iowa and Iowa State, and, and then uh, you start have to start play the, a, the hits. You,
1: you know the Blackhawks. Oh, <laughs> well, we well I
0: do it with Mark, but Mark, the Blackhawks aren't participating in the playoffs. It's this April.
1: Year. It's the time I get excited
0: for. Yeah, you know, I hope you can. Um, I'm not, but we'll get into that a little bit. And I should be. And I, and I will be by seven o'clock tonight. So we'll, I'm going to do a little, I'm, we, probably me, (laughs) going to do, uh, NFL, NHL conversation with Mark for five minutes or so. Um, Bear with me. Give me five minutes, audience, would you please? And then we'll talk hockey. And then we'll talk Hawkeyes. Yeah. They had some opportunities. Paul Lisek yesterday, uh, there was a couple of coaches. And uh, so we'll get uh, the latest from spring practice with Mark. But we'll pick his brain as he loves the game of hockey as much as I do. Uh, the NHL playoffs start tonight, so we'll do that with Mark. And then dwar- or more, rather, uh, into the Hawks. And then Alex Halstead. will finish things up before your Masters picks as we do some Iowa State conversation with Alex Halstead from CycloneAlert.com. well uh, I want to start with baseball from last night. Mm-hmm. I watched your twins the first eight innings and I turned it off thinking, well, you know, we'll find something else to watch now. This game's getting out of hand and it was. Got a little closer, but yeah, that's really, okay, that's part of the story. But to me, the bigger part of the story, Trent, and you and I have had this conversation. I'm not putting words in your mouth. We think that DeGrom, if it's not sure, Scherzer, it's DeGrom is the best pitcher, certainly in the National League. Mm-hmm. Best pitcher in the American League maybe got shelled yesterday too. And Chris Sale, right? By my Blue Jays, um, but um, the bats came alive yesterday for the Twins, and they got to DeGrom big time.
1: And, and it wasn't exactly the guys that you'd anticipate would be the bats that would get going. It was Mitch Garver, whose guy's popping his bat. He does, and he's a good
0: story. He's a, he's come up through the system. He's a yeah. draft picker there. Yeah. Now, help me out with him, and maybe you don't know this, but he was – I looked last night. Okay. I wanted to find out more about him. He wasn't drafted until he was – Tw- like 22 or 23
1: years old. Well, he must have been a guy that went all four years of college. Or, to, you're a
0: late bloomer? Right, yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah, a guy that mo- most everybody is drafted after their junior year if right. you're at a four-year college, but if you don't like where you were selected uh-huh. and you say, or you just like the college experience to say, I'm going to give it a shot, but I'm going to give it another year. I want to go to a different organization, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. You can go that direction. The problem is when it gets to signing you don't have the same kind of leverage that you do uh, absolutely. when you leave uh, after your junior season.
0: Right. Uh, you're 100% right, Trent. And uh, he's 28 years old. It's only his third year in the league, mm-hmm. but he's already 28. So it wasn't that he you know, languished in the minor leagues. Right. Um, he just got started a little bit. But boy, oh boy, I like this kid.
1: Well, and there's going to be a roster crunch coming up. Miguel Sano is back. I don't know if you saw over the weekend. It was a big story in Minneapolis when I was there. Him dead lefting, I don't know, 1,200 pounds it looked like <laughs> on there. As he's coming back after the lacerated Achilles. Mm. Did you hear how that happened? I did not. So he was getting his award down in, I think it was the Dominican League is what he was playing in, the Winter League. Right. And as he was getting up onto the stage. Are you kidding me? He cut the back of his leg and didn't even notice at first and look back, oh, that's a lot of blood. I wonder who that came came from. Got it stitched up. Everything's, well, it wasn't good. And then it reopened after he started Uh. spring training activities. But he is getting closer to being back. When that happens, the, the Twins currently have three catchers on their roster. They have Jason Castro, who they got mm-hmm. as a free agent a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Mitch Garver, who had the two homers last night. Mm-hmm. And then Astudillo, The big fellow that played first base last night. Who is an incredibly fun player to watch. Doesn't strike out. Doesn't walk, yeah. he makes contact seemingly every time he he's does. at the plate. He does, He's a big, burly man. oh they got him last night. They, they did. They struck him they out did. last night, and they made they made a note of it, too. Yes. Um, Yeah, he's a big dude, Trent. You just wonder about this guy as far as his longevity, right? Well, and he, he said, uh, last week he had a post, I think it was on Instagram, and, and he was just saying, you know, to the people out there that say you can't do something, you don't look right, you don't fit the profile, you can do it. And, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a really good message for... Baseball players, different types of players that because he was a guy that was always, always hitting the minor leagues, always mm-hmm. hit. And that's what he does, and he's hitting in the major and leagues, He's hitting in the major leagues, but doesn't fit that prototype. No. Trent, they listed him 185 pounds, please. Right, <laughs> if he's
0: 185 pounds, I'm six foot four and 35 years old. Uh, if he's 185, then I'm right at the same <laughs> scale. <laughs> yeah, um, he's a big dude. Uh, yep. He's a fun player to watch, mm-hmm. no doubt about
1: that. And, but they and, got to Degrom, and some that's of the, crazy. Some that of the streaks did. that ended last night, including. 27 consecutive quality and, starts. And you, do you want to pin that on the
0: Twins broadcast team? You know how what is it? what it's like about the field goal kicker is 15 for 50. He never misses. But you know yeah, what's yeah. coming, right? Uh, if he's on the free throw line, he's, in, he's uh, 84%. He never misses. He's clank. Uh, no, no sooner had they put that graphic up on TV than Garner took him deep.
1: Yes. I mean, it's just like the next pitch. Now, I'm sure every broadcast has probably talked about it during the course and the streak continued. Yeah. I was shocked by it. I, I really had. My hope was going in, find a way to win one of these two mm-hmm. games. Because the Syndergaard tonight, mm-hmm. win one of these games 2-1, to one, get a great pitching performance, and, and find a way to sneak a couple runs across. You went a 14-8. <laughs> and now you're playing with House of Money tonight against Syndergaard. Yeah, you are. Nobody saw the 14-8 score. No. coming. Nice team. I like your Twins
0: team trend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch them probably more than I would have. Uh, last year. They're and they're going to contend, I think, too. Yeah. I mean, they're in the right division. Let's be honest. Yes, that um, helps. It helps a ton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this, this is a fun team to watch. So, uh, n- nice win. And the, the fact that they got the DeGrom. Uh, I love watching Buxton run. He's unbelievable. He it's was on this. display again last night, but he, you know, baseball players running as good a story as it was for Buxton last night. Watching Billy Hamilton score on a sacrifice fly to center field of all things. Mm-hmm. Now, the center fielder for the Mariners. Kind of, he went down to a knee and then he, not lingered, but he wasn't in uh, a rush to get back onto his feet because, come on, you're not going to try and score from second base, tag up and score from second on a sacrifice fly. It was warning track, Uh so it's not like it was, you know, shallow center field. He took him to the warning track. Billy Hamilton scored on a sacrifice fly from second base.
1: So I told you I just saw the back side of that highlight, and I thought it was an inside-the-park home run. I, I could I, see how you would think that. I just saw him diving into home plate, and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, inside-the-park home imagine that from Billy Hamilton. we yeah. see plenty of those with his speed throughout the years. To score from second mm-hmm. base, it just his speed is otherworldly. We don't see a player it's like this. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean otherworldly. And combine, Buxton's fun to watch run Yes, this guy. You combine the ability to put the ball on the bat of Astadio with the speed of Billy Hamilton. Oh, my.
0: You're going to do some damage. Now you got something. Yeah. Next top, next top Cooperstown. Uh, Yes. There's no doubt. Uh, so we'll, um, get back to baseball with Cappy. Big story in sports today. This really is. I'm not, I don't think overplaying this hand. I'm really not. Um, and it's a local story. It's the Big 12 television deal, uh, that has been consummated apparently with ESPN. Now, a few months ago, we, talked about it, not didn't spend a lot of time on it, but we did bring it up that Fox was declining the option on the Big 12 football championship game in the three years that they had it. They had it, even numbered years, was ESPN. Mm-hmm. Odd-numbered years, Fox had it. Fox didn't want it. They said, no, you know what, we've got enough. We've got the Big 10 championship. We don't need the Big 12 in nineteen twenty one and 23. Those championship games then were put back on the bidding block, if you will. ESPN has snapped them up, but here's the significant news. Yes, it's great that ESPN has got them. Mm-hmm. ESPN is going to pay, I think the number's $44 million for the rights. $40 million, it says. Um for the for the rights to that but there's a bigger component to this a much bigger component and i'm going to read verbatim from john O'Rand, who joins trent and i oh probably three or four times a year from sports business daily he's a great guest and we'll have to reach out to the maryland grad here in the next couple of weeks uh he's hard to get but when we get him it's uh, he makes our show better uh as he goes inside the world of sports business if you will so Hundreds of events from all sports will be offered on ESPN Plus, and ESPN Plus is a huge component of this deal. It's more than the three championship games in football. It's a significant ESPN Plus component, and here's how I'm going to lay it out. Because here's how uh, apparently this went down. Eight of the ten Big 12 schools will provide more than 50 exclusive events per year, including at least one football game, more on that in a second, any spring football game, and any basketball game that ESPN linear networks do not carry. The two exceptions, Texas that has the Longhorn Network, and Oklahoma, which has its own local rights deal. They do not have to provide content to ESPN+. Plus. Starting in 19, Baylor, Kansas, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State become an ESPN-plus provider right away. 2020, Iowa State, TCU, West Virginia, and Texas Tech, they get snapped up by ESPN+. Plus. Where am I going with this? I think I know. What goes away? At least maybe cyclones.tv. You have to wonder that. You know what? We should put out a call. Mm-hmm. Hint, Trent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to John Walters. Mm-hmm. Maybe 11 o'clock. We can get John yeah. to help us with this. Um, because as you know, historically, historically last few years, the home opener that takes place at Jack Trice has always been the one football game that cyclones.tv has broadcast, right? Yes. This year will be no different. Next year it will be. So, es I'm not saying Cyclones TV is going away, but they broadcast baseball. Not well, not baseball, softball. They broadcast track and field events. Cyclones TV does. What does that mean? Because you have to provide 50 events per year. You have to guarantee because of this deal, 50 events per year to
1: ESPN Plus. Is it just rebranded as ESPN I Plus? I don't know that because That's... all the Big 12 schools have this. They have this kind of production team. Cyclones TV is one of the top-level ones. Now Longhorn Network, I think you'd consider one. Oklahoma, I know, makes a lot of money with their secondary and rights. they're the two that are excluded from right. this. And again, we're getting into Big 12 issues. And those are heavy heads, and they said they they flex their muscles.
0: By yes. their own set of rules. That's true, Trent. But this you is- know what? That's okay.
1: Yeah, because they kept the conference together. No, let's be honest. With, without them, yeah, who knows where we're at? We're talking about maybe yep. American Athletic Conference yep. for, for Iowa State yep. and, and TCU and West Virginia and yep. schools like that. The
0: Iowa State games at UNLV this year, right? Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> they were here last year. Yeah, yeah no, that's that could have been the conversation. Yeah, absolutely, thank God it's not. It's
1: a a very realistic scenario. That I left out.
0: work on Friday. Peralt and I on Friday mm-hmm. in June. Yep, thinking that we would come back to work on Monday. And we'd be talking about the implosion of the Big 12. Everybody felt the same way. This was, wasn't two guys who ate Iowa State going off on a tangent. That's how we were labeled by some, especially Peralt. <laughs> um, and that's to do with the whole Hoiberg thing. Oh. Hoiberg and John, Hoiberg and John, Peralt and John Walters got into it pretty good. I was in Churchill Downs covering Patio Prado's derby run. Okay. And I wasn't here to keep Matt in line. Not not keep him in line. Matt's, Matt's, Matt's a terrific talk show host. I told you a million times I love working with him. I look forward to seeing him next week when I'm in Las Vegas. Yeah. Anyways, so if we could get John Walters, that'd be great because I'd love a little more clarity. What does this mean? Softball, gymnastics. But they do have to provide one football game per year that's in the contract. Mm-hmm. They do have to provide basketball games that normally I would think would end up on uh, cyclones.tv early in the year see that is the November games they will be up on ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus is well what have they got? They've got the uh MMA now
1: right? That's a big component. That's a huge component of them. They got uh some hockey, uh, some baseball, just a some, little Some what kind of hockey, do you know? I think there's some there were some NHL games on there during the course of the really? season. Now it might have been also Brandon, I could be off on no, that. No, you could be right. Yeah, I don't know yeah. the answer. I
0: watch. I buy the NHL package. so That's where I get them.
1: Well, and and this is going to be the concern for people that are a bit older. You don't like Trent, watching games on your laptop. I don't or, know how. I mean, it's probably really easy, right? And, I, and I'm and I'm
0: probably not painting the bright, brightest picture for my generation that we're all ignorant when it comes to technology. That's not the case. A lot of you aren't. I am. It's very. It's really simple. And it's a, just lazy on my part, Trent. That's what it is. you have a smart is.
1: TV, I do. Oh, I cu- think I do. It's a couple of clicks. You go right. over to the app, and you you've paid, and you got your password saved in there. And you, don't you, hit play. To, you
0: don't have to remember the. I got that's, that's one of the aspects of this time in our lives.
1: Passwords. Too many passwords.
0: Too many passwords. Yeah, and I don't know anybody's phone number anymore. I don't know anybody's phone oh, yeah. number I, anymore.
1: That's how it used to be growing up, right? Every, you, you, you knew everybody
0: absolutely.
1: I, I struggled. I was filling out a form, oh, about a month ago, put my wife's phone number down. Yeah, Yeah, right. And it it took me, I had to really think. It was a solid, and then just look at your phone and look what it is. But luckily, I was able to get that one. But that's it. Mm -hmm. If I had to make one phone call, and I didn't want to call my wife because maybe I got in trouble... Well, that's all I could call. We it, don't ha- we don't
0: exercise that portion of our oh. brain any longer. It's just in our phones, in our contacts. Just John Walters quick, quick. will
1: join us eleven o'clock.
0: Good stuff, excellent. Yes. So we'll get the very latest from John. That's fantastic. Really good. Get looking forward to more on that. This is big news. This yeah. is big news, I, and I hope Trent that your theory is spot on. Because mm-hmm. I'm with you. I don't think Cyclones t- TV is going away. They'll. Pro- I would think that They'll they provide would provide. The ESPN plus with the content, yep. right? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And but can that- you will you be forced to purchase ESPN plus as opposed cause I pay ninety nine bucks a year for Cyclones.tv. And the reason I do is I'm too lazy to cancel after the September game.
1: And I tell you to remind you every year to do it. Yeah, I'll get to it. Right. And then the the yeah. bill comes in the next month. I forgot to cancel that.
0: You know what? I'm just gonna take the tax right off for the whole year is what I'm, I'm It's, it's a saying. right of
1: fall for us every year. <laughs> every year, seemingly. <laughs> You know, uh, it, it is interesting. I think that is the component. Now, right now, you can get ESPN Plus for five bucks a month, sixty bucks a year. Uh, not bad, reasonable, it, yeah. And especially if you like boxing and MMA uh-huh. and those kind of things, it's a really good deal. Mm-hmm. But now they've made a really smart deal, Trent, because you have to have college sports. I, I haven't purchased it yet, but times I want to flip on a UNI game this year it used mm-hmm. to be ESPN three, part of your Directv service. Speaking with
0: the of UNI game, let me interrupt because I will, I'll forget. You know, my mind is at sixty. I'm flipping through trying to find the Cubs yesterday. Mm-hmm. No, two, uh, yesterday they were off. Monday? So I went to 665. You and i got a daily, not matter if it's daily or not, yeah. they've got a magazine show on, on what's your show? Uh, 665.
1: NBC, uh, yeah, Sports Chicago. Yeah, yeah, they've had that for a number of years. All right, a lot of their in... football games that you see from time to time that'll be there, and you're like, why is it, or a basketball game. Yeah, They have, I don't know if it's five games, ten games a year, or something like that, but... Good idea out of you and I. Absolutely. And they throw that show on there and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Panther Sports Talk, I think. That's it is. what like, it is. Eric Panther Braley. I uh, didn't know who it was, yeah. but. Um, I think it's Eric Braley okay. is the guy's name. I knew him years and years and years yeah. ago. Is a long time ago now since I was in Cedar Falls. But yeah, good guy. But uh, Sorry where, where, where? to interrupt oh, you. ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. So, you and I games have been there. The Missouri Valley has morphed in the old ESPN 3. A lot of those college basketball and football games are now on ESPN Plus. I think you're going to see the same thing here, but when now they add the American Athletic Conference, they're adding the Big 12, the ACC network, and Mm -hmm. maybe some of those overflow games are Mm going to start to go there. When that happens, Mm. is that price tag still going to be five bucks a month? No, the answer is no, sadly. I don't think so. Probably going to be 10. And
0: here's what I want to know. I want to know the number of subscribers they have today. (laughs) Well, not today. Let's wait till, yeah, today's a good number because we're going to start, I would think, um, Look, four of the uh, Big 12 schools start this year. Right. You know, is Iowa State going to be a visitor in some of those games? They could be.
1: And a lot of the games that were formerly on ESPNU or ESPN News, do they say, you know what? Instead of doing Mm. that, let's put these on ESPN Plus, Mm -hmm. and then people are going to have to pay that. And And the other aspect about that, correct me if I'm wrong, and it's more so basketball,
0: but it can be in football, you know, the 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Well, the 6 o'clock game has still got, uh, if it's West Virginia, could have 11, 12 minutes left, right. <laughs> basketball-wise. And they, the game is available on ESPN+. Plus, so, right? Isn't that where they park it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they don't have a carriage like an ESPN News or a U that they can squeeze it in over there? It's a different it's world. It's coming, isn't it? It you is. Know?
1: It's
0: coming. Big news for the Big 12 today. I like the news. Matt Rudy next. Uh we will head to Augusta. Golf Digest. Matt is their senior writer, Golf Digest. He's at Augusta this year. Uh, we will talk to Matt. Get the late boy this there's a bizarre story of a guy last year at the Masters. Do you see this story? You mentioned it just in passing. I haven't even looked at it yet. So he was at the Masters last year and he was they had a you know, he's on the tenth hole and the final group had gone by and they were packing up and they were getting ready to go to another hole to watch more of the tournament. And he's, he was right in front of a bunker, mm-hmm. like feet away from a bunker, but outside the ropes, but feet away from a bunker. This guy's got, apparently he's got collection of, you know, he's got some of the sod from Kaufman when the Royals won the world. So this is kind of a collector, right? All right. All right. So he thought, you know what? He does, he brings prescription pill bottles. That's where he, that's where he puts the grass. All right. That's how he, that's his collection device. So he thought, you know what? Nobody's here. Nobody's around. Yeah. I'm going to fill my prescription pill bottle up with sand from Augusta National. So he reaches into the trap, goes inside the ropes, reaches into the trap, takes, I don't know, a teaspoon. Scoops up a little bit. Right. How many, how many, seriously, how yeah. much sand? Two teaspoons, two tablespoons of sand into his pill box, puts in his pocket and starts walking away and is accosted tackled, thrown to the ground, oh, no. handcuffed, jailed. <laughs> and it's cost him about $20,000 in legal fees. Oh. Uh, it's a bizarre story. Steve, is it Politi from the New Jersey NJ.com? Oh, yes, I've seen that guy with Rikers. P-O-L-I-T-I. P-O-L-I-T-I. Yes, yes. yes, you see him all the time with Rikers. He wrote the piece. The Harrowing Tale of Augusta National's Sand Thief. NJ.com. It's a crazy story. I'm going to ask Matt Rudy about that as well. Um, can't do it, apparently. We know that. Uh, we'll talk to Matt Rudy next. David Kaplan coming up as well. Time to go for the green with KXNO and EKG Golf. Text the keyword hockey to two hundred two hundred right now. It's your chance to enter to win thousand dollars cash that's hockey to two hundred two hundred standard message and data rate supply masters conversation next. Miller and Condon Des Moines Sports Station 1460. The first time you're there. Both. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more from This is the old theme, you know. You've told me this. I think Matt Rudy told us this. I I don't want to believe it. I don't either. Uh, golf Digest Matt Rudy joins us. He's in Augusta. How are you, Matt Rudy? I'm
2: doing well. It's a beautiful day. 75 and sunny. It looks like golf weather.
0: Uh, but it's apparently not going to be the case the entire weekend, though, right? Rain is a factor, potentially?
2: Uh, I think it's a, it's potentially a factor, but I don't think anyone here really knows what's going to happen. The forecast for yesterday was an entire day of, thunderstorms and lightning and they they booted people off the golf course for about an hour in the late morning. But after that, it was, it was nice. So, um, and, and every day we looked at the forecast, the forecast is different.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: at this point, I think it's just a, <laughs> The jump ball, but tomorrow looks
0: nice, so we're going to take it one day at a time. Uh, don't blame you, bit. Matt, I want to ask you, before we get into the tournament itself, the story, uh, Steve Politi, I believe is how you say his last name, from NJ.com. He's written for years. I'm sure you know him. Uh, the harrowing tale of Augusta National Sand Thief was his story today. What a bizarre story, Matt. Did you hear about that?
2: I haven't? What's the, I haven't seen it yet. So this
0: guy, this guy was at the Masters, scratching it off his bucket list last year. He was on the tenth hole. He was, you know, the final group had gone by. He was getting set to leave, and he's, you know, outside the ropes, but feet away from a sand trap. And he's got a pill box in his, you know, a prescription bottle. You know those little brown little bottles of, uh, you know what? I'm just going to scoop this up. I'm going to take some sand from this sand trap as a souvenir. He was tackled by three police, cuffed, and thrown in jail for trying to steal uh, some sand out of an Augusta sand trap. That's crazy. Well, I mean, it, 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 in
2: general, it doesn't surprise me that they they want to keep tight control of yeah. the course. This is a place where they have, in our media badges, they have RFID chips in them, so they know where everybody is. When you go in the in the interview room. And you want to ask a question? They look over, and the screen in front of them tells them, because of you know, they can see the location of the badge who's talking. Really? Uh, it's convenient, but <laughs> there's certainly a sense that they they want to have this be as orderly as possible. There's no running. You know, there's, they're they're very vigilant about the, the badges and how they get moved from person to person, and and you know, the, certainly it's a it's a place where they've been buying up the real estate around the golf course mm-hmm. for decades because they want to control. The environment so it, it doesn't surprise me that that's their reaction someone you know let me say this: it, it doesn't surprise me that, it, that they don't want people to be stealing fans from the bunker the the reaction of the police might have been a little overzealous I would say
1: yeah <laughs> just a little just bit a there. tad just yeah. a tad well of course when we talk golf the conversation for a lot of people it centers only around Tiger Woods Tiger had that great run at the end of last season you know putting it seemingly all together Hasn't played great at the beginning of this season. Where are we in Tiger Watch 2019 right now? And, and do you give him, betting-wise, I know odds-wise, it's not great value for what the kind of player that he is today. But how good of a chance do you see for Tiger Woods coming up this week?
2: Uh, I, I don't think there's... I mean, there's, there's certainly no reason he can't win. But I think what's different for Tiger now is that he's a guy in that pack of, I would say, 15 players. Behind you know the four or five obvious favorites, and you know he's kind of in the Paul Casey category. You know someone who's got all the tools to do this, but but isn't. It's not like Tiger Woods of nineteen ninety seven or two thousand four, or any of those other years where if, if he came here and didn't win, you'd be shocked. And and the the answer is for that, and the the reason for that is pretty interesting because it's not really the characteristic stuff we've seen. You know the, the problems that we've seen Tiger traditionally have. You know, he's been struggling. You know, off the the tee ball has been a big problem for him. But the stats uh, this year point more toward problems with putting and problems with you know clubs 150 yards and in. And those, those are two places that traditionally he's been pretty strong. And this year, those those statistics have been problematic for him. And at a place like this, where there's a little bit of room to drive it, you you can spray the ball to see a little bit. Uh, but if you aren't precise where you're putting your approach shots, especially when you have a chance to score, and you know, you're talking about a 125-yard shot or a 130-yard shot, you know, you've got basically little tabletops where you can land these. And if you're not precise with that part of your game and obviously with putting and you know the way the, way the greens are here, if those two tools aren't working for you, it's going to be, relatively speaking, a long week. I'm not saying he's going to shoot 80 and be out of here on Friday night, but uh, when you have you know, premier ball strikers, you know, players like Tommy Fleetwood, players, players, you know, Rory McIlroy, you know, players of that caliber, playing a, a, what looks like a pretty susceptible golf course because of the moisture. Uh, you're going to have to be better with those clubs than he's been this year so far.
0: Matt, give us an underrated hole at Augusta. Maybe one that... Um you know, that you've identified over the years of covering this event that maybe doesn't get, we all know, Amen Corner, et cetera. What's an underrated hole that's maybe tougher than you think or uh, can change a, 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 a player's round really quickly?
2: I think uh, we have a couple people from Golf Titus actually making their first trip this year, and, and they were, were wondering where to go and watch. And actually, the best place, in my opinion, to watch golf on the golf course is the space behind 16 Green in 17-T. Obviously, Tiger had that great chip-in that everybody knows. But in that little space back there, it's kind of tough to get to, so not a lot of fans go back there. And if you stand back there, you can watch the, the players on the par 3 hitting their shot toward you. You can watch what happens around that green. It's the most likely place on the whole golf course to see a hole-in-one or a hole-out you know, on a chip shot because of the way the contours of the green draw the ball toward the hole. And then you turn around and, and the tee shot on 17 is very awkward. It's not a very long hole, but the green is is kind of rectangular, and and it's you know it's not very deep. You know it's a wide green. It's not very deep. So if you don't hit a good tee shot, it's almost impossible to put the ball on that green. So place that have a chance. So with the awkward tee shot, you just had a pretty easy par three and some momentum kind of, you know, going. It to finish out your round. And 17 is kind of the place in between where you have to get to 18. And, and keep the momentum. And there's been so many bogeys on 17 where people just, you know, they couldn't keep that going. And, and if you're in that spot behind the green, you can literally turn. You can you can look at the green and then just turn to the side and be right behind that tee box and see that tee shot. That's really a fun place to be.
1: So uh, let's get into what you're thinking this week. You got? Can I interrupt? If... Uh, go go ahead. He's going to say John Rom. John Rom <laughs> out of that that top end group. John Rom is, is always up there. Is there a long shot that you like? A middling pick that you like to make a run? Who are some of the names that you're uh, keeping a close eye on this week?
2: You know, the the, the interesting thing about this place, there's only eighty some players in the field, and realistically speaking, out of those eight, eighty four or eighty seven, or ever made it, um, I think there's twenty or twenty five players that really have no chance, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to include Corey Connors. You know, the, you know, the guy who won in Texas last week. If you can imagine winning, and then immediately stepping on a nice. charger and flying directly here to a place that he had no even concept that he was going to play. Oh, wow. I think it's safe to say he's probably not, not going <laughs> to be ready for what comes this week, but um, I think if you leave aside the the, the most obvious, I mean, the, if it's soft, the last time Rory McIlroy saw a course like this, it was at the U.S. Open when he beat everybody's brains in. When you can drive it like he does, and the course is a little calmer because of the, the, the moisture, and the, and the putting is not such a a factor, that's I mean that's tailor made for somebody like like Rory McIlroy. So I, I think he's the favorite. But leaving aside kind of the obvious guys like you know DJ, you know Paul Casey's a guy that he, he always seems to be in the top five and the top seven here, and he's had a really great season. Uh, that's somebody to look at. There's been a lot of people picking Matt Kuchar. Uh, he's had a good year. He's won a couple times, mm-hmm. but I can't pick him just on principle because he doesn't pay his caddy. <laughs> <Number two>. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I just don't want to have to write that story yeah. <laughs> night. But um, I also don't think he—you know—he he doesn't. Uh, his length is not such that when it's soft, he can he can still play offense on the golf course. So I'm going to go with Rory or Paul Casey.
0: No, John Rom. Well,
2: I, I, he's got the game to—he's gonna—he's got the game to win these. Yeah. I also think you got to be playing. You got to be playing well. Coming yeah. in as part of it too. Uh, yeah, Brooks Koepka, for example, yeah. that's a guy. If he told me at the end of his career he's going to have three or four green jackets, I'd say absolutely. But you know, he, he, his health hasn't been great. You know, he hasn't played great, and that's, you know, that's it. Just doesn't seem like it's going to be as weak. I just I just talked to Claude Harmon, uh, and he, he he's coaching Brooks Koepka, and now he coaches Dustin Johnson and Ricky Fowler too. And, and he told me that Ricky looks as good as he's ever looked. Mm. So if you're looking for in, you know inside baseball, there's your inside baseball.
0: Great stuff, Matt Rudy. Matt, we'll recap it with you on Monday. Hopefully your schedule allows. Uh, thank you for doing this for us, as always. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. Thank you, Matt, as you always. Bet. Good, really. Good to talk yeah. to you. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest, senior writer from Golf Digest. Read him at golfdigest.com. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone, makes it possible for Trent and I to speak with Cappy each and every week. He is next. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
1: Hey guys, Trent Condon here once again for New Leaf Wellness. It's a little chilly outside today, but you're thinking about dreaming around about that warm weather right around the corner, getting out there on the boat this summer. You want to feel better about yourself. You want to get in better shape before the warm weather gets here. Stop by New Leaf Wellness. Going on right now, during the month of April, New Leaf Wellness offering their new patients getting their natural hormone evaluation, a free food sensitivity test, your weight's an issue. This is what you're going to want to have do. Nothing needed beforehand. No appointment. Just stop by. 3930 Westtown Parkway in West Des Moines. Stop in. Get the hormone evaluation and also a free B12 injection. Newlycenters.com is where you can go find all the different services that they can provide for you. Maybe weight's not a problem, but you've hit a lull. You've hit a, a wall in your workout routine. They can help you fire through that. So many different ways that New Leaf Wellness can help you out. Again, NewLeafCenters.com. Stop by 3930 Westtown Parkway in West Des Moines. Set up that free, no-obligation consultation at New Leaf Wellness. And don't forget to tell them.
0: Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible for us to talk to Cappy each and every week. Baseball season underway. Cubs at home. Big, big win. Opening day, ten uh, nothing. Shot out the bullpen was great, but John Lester went down. Cap, he kind of spoiled what was a pretty good day. Did he? Do you think he injured himself sliding into second or into home or somewhere else? Cap, how are you? First he, of all, he
3: said after the game that it was he felt it when he was running the bases. I think it was going from second to the plate is where he felt a little tug. He thought it was more of a cramp, but you know. The trip to the injured list is the best thing. Get this thing cleaned up.
0: Yeah, it really was. The other, I mean, Kappa was kind of um, damn. If you do, you I mean you don't want him to leave, but at the same time, maybe a little confidence builder for that beleaguered bullpen.
3: Yeah, eleven consecutive scoreless inning. Now again, there's a big difference pitching in Milwaukee and pitching in non leverage up ten to nothing. Sure, I get it, but it's, it's baby steps baby steps.
1: So, Lester, and and the depth of this rotation as a whole, uh, you, Darvish, certainly hopeful that it's going to be a bounce back. What candidates do they have in-house? What direction? Uh, Montgomery, we know that he can be stretched out, possibility there. Is there anything here at AAA Iowa that excites you at all, if need be?
3: Uh, It's going to be Tyler Chatwood. That's who they'll hand the ball to. Mm -hmm. Montgomery's been dealing with a shoulder that had, you know, some weakness in it, so he. I don't think he's stretched out to give you what you want. So, Geno's saying they got off the 40-man roster now.
0: Yep, he's done. So,
3: that. I would be very surprised if it's anyone other than Tyler Chapman.
0: Mm. What's the biggest I mean, Cap, they're hitting the ball. The Cubs are scoring a ton of runs. Uh, and, and yet here they are, 3-7 and seven after 10 games into it, and they've scored, what, 10 runs in three games now? Is that what it's been? Five. Five games now, uh, and, and here they are. Since the 2000 Cardinals. Uh, unbelievable. So what's what's the biggest surprise so far, either a positive or a negative for you?
3: Uh, biggest surprise for me is that the offense looks like it's no longer broken, that it's fixed. That's probably the number one thing because coming out of, the end of last season, it was the offense is broken, and we got to figure that out. They never made a move to really address the offense, other than Daniel Descalso as a, a bench piece or a spot platoon type starter. So the offense percolating at this level this quickly and not getting much, if anything, out of Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that for me is probably the biggest surprise. I'm not surprised by the struggles of Darvish. I'm not. I'm not surprised by the struggles of Quintana. I'm not. You know I've never been a fan. Yep. I am not surprised by the bullpen. We knew that coming in. Maybe a little surprised that Kyle Hendricks struggled through his first two starts. But probably the biggest surprise would be a positive. It's the offense.
1: Cap, so he gets hurt running the bases. And you know what this is going to create. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a topic on your show. It'll be a topic on ours the designated hitter in the National League doesn't need to come where do you sit in the whole conversation are you ready for the designated hitter to be full fledged would you like to see all the pitchers have to hit where do you sit on the debate
3: I've always been probably till a couple years ago I was always I want the National League brand let pitchers hit blah 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 and then I started you know watching rallies where my team my favorite team is playing and they're in a game that has a lot of meaning whether this is I think it might have started in 16 when I thought they had a chance to win the World Series, and they ended up obviously doing that. And I would watch games and go, oh, boy, we're down 3 nothing in the eighth. We got two men on, and guess what? There's a pitcher coming up, maybe a little earlier than the eighth. And you're trying to do, I take my starter out? Well, I want to leave John Lester in, and he's got a bat. It was, for me, I'm like, all right, enough. I'm done watching pitchers hit. I'm okay with the National League brand. I like it. I think it's inevitable that the DH is coming, mm-hmm. and I'll be fine when it does.
0: Cap, mm. the Brewers off to a terrific start. Took two out of three from the Cubs uh, this past weekend. So. Pursuant to the Brewers, they they clearly at least early in the season look as though you know last year was not a fluke that this team isn't going anywhere. Hater was amazing. That had bad against Rizzo on Sunday felt like it was you know late September even maybe in, into October. But Mestakas and Braun and Kane and Yelich and Arce and Grandal and Aguilar, there's a lot of pop in that lineup cap. I think they can pitch enough. Might the Brewers be you know we hate to say it we want the Cubs to be there, but it doesn't look like this Brewers thing last year. Or was a fluke?
3: No, it's a really good team. I was there on Saturday, and they're a really, really good team. I'm not all in that Aguilar's a great player, but they've also got you know tremendous depth. And Eric Thames,
0: Thames, yeah, you
3: no know, three run homer on Saturday night, and I'm like, that's your backup at first base? <laughs> wow! Uh, look, Ryan Braun, Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Kane, Those are really, really good players. Grandal's a very solid catcher. I don't think that they're blessed with unbelievable offensive talent up and down the lineup, but I do think they have more than enough to be a formidable foe throughout the season, no doubt about
1: it. And a very interesting uh, construction of this team. It's a starting rotation that isn't very good. Nelson still isn't back. Uh, Guerrera didn't even start in the rotation, and who knows if he's going to find his way back there. They're dealing with some injuries. Canales out for the year. Jeffress out, but that bullpen you got to get to these guys early, and you have to get to that rotation. Is Milwaukee in a spot, do you know, that they could go out and if there becomes a big starting pitcher name that becomes available that they have either the financial flexibility, I know they have people down in the, in the farm still that are coming up that they can make a trade. Do you think Milwaukee is kind of in that mode if we get to that point, say July?
3: I do. I think that they've got financial flexibility. I think they have a payroll that in comparison to the Cubs, so they have the room. That they have an owner in Mark Adanasio who has got the wherewithal to want to try and see if he can win the World Series. They got a taste last year getting to the NLCS. But if you don't get to their club in the first six, seven innings, we saw the other day with the Cubs. They're battling. It's 4-2. They're right in it. And guess what? Hader came in in the seventh. Yeah. Well, he finished that inning. Hmm. Came in in the 8th, he finished that inning, yeah. oh, and I'll finish off the ninth too. Can't do it every day, but in big games,
0: yes, he can. Oh, indeed. Carl Edwards is pitching some really big games, Cap. It seems like a long time ago now, and he finds himself in downtown Des Moines here. Um, what What's it going to take for Carl Edwards to find himself again? Is it between his ears, Cap, do you think, part of it at least?
3: I would say more than 70% is between his ears. It, I really believe that. I like Carl very much. I still call him C.J. He's C.J. Edwards to me, and I said to him at the convention this year, are you C.J. or are you Carl? He's <laughs> like, dude, I'll answer to anything." I said, well, I always called you C.J. He goes, "Then call me C.J. I'm cool with C.J. So he's C.J. Edwards to me, that young kid that came up that was a flamethrower at 97, 98. He just got out of rhythm, got his mechanics all out of whack. Now, I did see a report that Monday night he pitched for Iowa. He did, yeah, he got the win. Well. yep. Inning in the third, 19 strikes and 28 pitches. uh, Came in with the bases loaded and was able to not give up a run. The only two hits he gave up were one of an infield variety and one against the shift that they went the other way. That was it. So if that's the Carl Edwards that we see now for the next few weeks, he, CJ will be back in Chicago very quickly, Pronto.
1: The other uh, name certainly we're seeing here that uh, has the Des Moines fan base excited is Ian Happ, and a guy that well was down here for a while, now back working on some things. What can Ian Happ become? What, what's a realistic, maybe player comp for him, what you believe he can he can turn into throughout his Cubs career?
3: Mark DeRosa, hmm
0: yeah. it's
3: a good one. I mean, uh-huh. if, if if look, if you can hit with power, and he'll have more power than Mark DeRosa ever had. You can get on base, have a decent OPS, he'll have all of that. The strikeouts don't seem to matter as much in today's brand of Major League Baseball as they did, but he has got to become better defensively. I'm just telling you what they're telling me around Wrigley. Uh, they want him to become a better outfielder, take better routes on the ball. It's not about his speed, because he's among the fastest guys in the organization. It's about taking better routes. When there's a ball that hits to the outfield, if it's Albert Almora, if it's not caught, you believe it wouldn't have been caught by anybody. But there are balls that Ian has misplayed or he has not gotten to, where you feel like, boy, if we had Almora out there, he makes that catch. He's got to become better, whether it's in center, in the corners, or if he thinks he can go back and play some more second base, that's where he's got to improve. And he just, there are times where. He didn't put bat on ball just to move a guy over, just to put a ball in play. Those are things I think he'll improve on. I believe in him. I think he's a really, really good kid to deal with. Uh, yeah, I think Ian Happ will be back in Chicago, and he will be a better player for this.
0: Experience. A couple more minutes with David Kaplan. White Sox in a second. We've got to get uh, your take on them. But Kaplan, I want to ask you uh, have you had an opportunity to see any of the premium seating that's available at Wrigley this year? I guess they've got three areas. Apparently spectacular. It's pricey. Have you visited any of those at all? I have
3: not yet but I will. Uh, they usually give us a tour and we get to see what they've got and I got to sit in my, my wife who works for Lou Malnati. Her boss Has seats in that 1914 club. And last year, he gave her his two seats to go to one game. And we sat there. Let me just tell you something. You walk into the 1914 club, and it is an experience where you're like, okay, wait a minute. There's no way I'm at Wrigley Field. Right. Impossible. (laughs) There's no possible way. This is the ballpark I grew up going to. I vended that as a teenager and in my 20s. It is spectacular. And I hear the three that they now have are better than that. So uh, good for them. I hope it brings in enough money they can go add a couple more players.
0: And, and a broadcaster, perhaps, to take over mm, that television. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Anyways, well we hit, digress. Hit it, hit, yes. Hey, Cap, for people, I haven't been to Wrigley in a few years now since all the renovations have been going on, and hopefully that will change this summer. But for people that haven't been the last couple of seasons and aren't in the suites that, that you get your, uh, your hook up there, what's the experience like? How different is it just inside the ballpark compared to four or five years ago? Well, if you go back to, let's say,
3: pre-video boards, (laughs) Wrigley was an older place with amazing ambiance. It was in need of serious overhaul. The selections at the concession stands were lousy. The facilities for players to train were brutal, the worst. And now you come in there, and even if you're not in one of these premium clubs you just are in a regular seat the food options are better it's cleaner the video boards make the experience that much better the sound system in there is better there's just a great vibe in Wrigleyville with everything they've been able to do and then you go outside to Gallagher Way either pre-game or post-game and go have food and a drink at Brickhouse Tavern spectacular there's a Starbucks right there mm-hmm. there's a hotel with four or five awesome restaurants right across the street. It's just everything has changed, and that's, you know, through the hard work of the Ricketts family and Crane Kenny and the Cubs. They've done a magnificent job. But when you are launching a TV network and when you are asking people to spend more than they ever had on your product,
0: you got to win. Indeed, you do. Cap, last thing. White Sox sooner or later going to have to win. As we talked last week and heading up to baseball season, this wasn't going to be the year. Uh, what What can you tell us about their star 10 games in or so?
3: Uh, you've seen really good things out of Moncada. You've seen really good things out of Tim Anderson. He's an excellent. Uh, disappointing performances out of Carlos Rodon again. One really good one out of Giolito, and then an awful one. The bullpen, eh, just okay. And I look, I love Ricky Renteria as a guy. He is one of the classiest, nicest men you'll ever deal with in any level of professional sports. I just think how he manages the bullpen and his strategic moves. I, I, I couldn't be more opposed to some of the decisions he makes. You know, just I'll go back to opening day. Carlos Rodon starting to labor in the high 80s. Well, he lets him get all the way to 100 pitches, and you know ends up losing the ball game, and if he had taken him out 15, 16 pitches earlier, they might have won that ball game. So, yeah, I am not a huge Renteria fan as a strategy.
1: So basketball, what, it's just fast forward to May 14th, getting ready for the draft lottery and hope that (laughs) the ping-pong ball goes the Bulls' way and they get Zion?
3: Well, unless you're all locked up
1: and really excited
3: to watch Bulls-Knicks on Wednesday night or (laughs) Uh whoever it is they're Uh going to play, I mean, Two, yeah, one game Oof. left, and then it, it is. It's all about May 14th. You get Zion, you get John ja Morant, you get DeAndre Hunter, you get Texas Tech, Kid Culver, you get R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish. Where are you picking? Hopefully the lottery ball bounces their way and Zion
0: Williams to the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on your Virginia pick, by the way. Thank you. I won my pool. I was excited. I bet you were. Copy good stuff, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. You guys have a great one. Thank you, buddy. David Kaplan uh, joining us. He's brought to us by Centurion Stone. Whether you're looking for manufactured natural stone to accent or update your exterior or interior project of any size, Centurion Stone has that. It has the real look and feel of natural stone. It's available in over 200 color and patterned.